Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello, I'm Daniel. This is part of a series of teachings from Jingmei Lingpa's Steps to the Great Perfection, which is a Tibetan Buddhist text that is a few hundred years old. It's from the mind training tradition of Tibetan Buddhism in the Dzogchen lineage, and you don't need to know all that. The first, there are seven of these, so I'm going to be doing seven episodes like this. The, and this is the first one. The first mind training in the Dzogchen tradition is contemplating impermanence. Contemplating impermanence. A text called the Child Scripture says, Reflect on the fact that all conditioned phenomena are impermanence. We tend to think that we can hold on to things, but we can't. The truth is that we are losing things all the time, and we know that. We all know that. You can't hold on to anything in this world. This could easily frighten us, or we can work to keep in mind that this means the things we don't like also pass. The things we don't like pass too. Reflecting on impermanence helps us to not try to cling so tightly to everything all the time. It also helps with our tendency towards self-obsession. Longchen Rabjam, an important teacher in this tradition and the inspiration for Jigme Lingpa, he said, Without getting distracted even for a moment, ask yourself wholeheartedly, I wonder if I will die this evening or perhaps tomorrow. All sentient beings that you see will die as well. So meditate on the thought, when will these beings pass away? Contemplating in this way will help you see that all conditioned phenomena are impermanence by nature. Seeing them as examples of impermanence will help your mind become more focused. The purpose of meditating in this manner is to turn your mind away from impermanence. There's, there's this concept in Buddhism called the precious human life. And the idea behind that is that we shouldn't waste our lives. We could die at any time. We're lucky to be born in this time and place, really, because historically we could have been born into far worse circumstances um, no matter what's happened to us, that's probably true. And that's something we can reflect on. We could die at any time. So this means that living in the best way we can is something that we should take seriously. Don't waste your life. Impermanence applies to us too. And we arise and pass away just like everything else. Jigme Lingpa says, Carefully consider that nothing has the power to stay still, even for a moment. Cultivate intense diligence if your hair were on fire. Be sure to take advantage of this opportunity. So, that is the talk on the mind training of impermanence, and what follows will be a guided visualization practice. Hello, I'm Daniel. What follows is a guided meditation from the text Steps to the Great Perfection by Jigme Lingpa. And this particular meditation is in the impermanence section. So this is an impermanence uh, 
guided meditation. Um, this is one that's really heavy with imagery. So if you really don't connect with meditations that have a lot of Im imagery, then you may find very quickly that this is not for you. And that's okay. So <clears throat> find your position and sit down in a way that's comfortable and at ease and close your eyes. Begin by taking three deep, heavy breaths. To begin, imagine that you have arrived in a fearful, unrecognizable land. An extremely vast plain devoid of human activity, with only the sound of the blowing wind and rustling grass around you. You are completely forlorn and you do not know what to do. Out of nowhere, two beings appear, a white man and a black woman. In the city of the illusory six senses, they tell you, there is a precious wish-fulfilling gemstone of various colors. To get it, one must cross a great sea by boat. Shall we three journey together to get it, they ask. This arouses your interest and you follow them. Traveling on and on, you eventually find yourself in the middle of a great ocean, blue as far as the eye can see. Its size is incalculable and its waves surge up into the sky. The waters of this ocean are filled with sights that your eyes have never beheld. Sea monsters, whales, mermen, water horses, and all sorts of terrifying creatures with mismatched bodies and heads. Tossed about by the waves, you grow extremely frightened and try to escape. Yet your burning desire to get the jewels drives you to set off in a ship helmed by these two individuals. You now find yourself having barely reached the center of this great ocean, nowhere near its far shores when a fierce and overwhelming storm develops. Stricken with fear, the two exhausted rowers paddle madly until suddenly their oars collide and break apart. At times, the waves surge into the sky and it feels like the ship is soaring to the very peak of existence. At other times, you find yourself floating in the trough as the waves tower above you, as if you have sunk to the depths of the ocean. At this point, there is nowhere to run and escape. No one to call for help. And holding nothing to hold on to for security. The fear of death hits you and you realize that it could strike suddenly at any moment, even as you draw your next breath. Since you have never given any thought to your own mortality... You lack the confidence that comes from practicing the Dharma. From this day on, you will be separated from your children, wealth, relatives, countrymen, and neighbors. They won't do you a bit of good. How frightening! How terrible! Alas! Oh no! Oh no! You cry out in great distress.
In the midst of all your cries and lamentations, your kind guru appears in the sky before you in the form of the great master of Odiana, Pema Totrengsal. Swaying in a gentle dance, he exclaims, You have believed that samsara is like a wish-fulfilling jewel, but it is painful by its very nature. This is what happens when you never think about your mortality. Your present perception that clings to things is real and solid stems from the ignorant belief in the notion of an individual self. The deceptively seductive men and women you met are your innate and imputed ignorance. This great ocean is the boundless ocean of samsara, or suffering. The ship is the aggregate of your defiled illusory body, which is as fragile as a water bubble. The two oars smashing into one another and breaking apart is this human life that ebbs away with each passing day and night and cannot be prolonged once exhausted. Oh, fortunate child, it won't suffice just to die. If dying were just like throwing a stone down a well, as the Jains and nihilists believe, then all would be well and fine. But even the smallest of the positive and negative acts that you've accumulated will affect you without fail, like a plumb line dropped straight down. What are you going to do? Hearing this, your fear and suffering intensify. And you pray with one-pointed concentration to your guru. When you have no idea what to do, a whitish light, like a diffuse web, emerges straight from the guru's heart and pierces your own. The ship flips over and your mind leaves your body. Then, in the three Kaya Palace of Lotus Light, you merge inseparably with the great master of Odiana and attain Buddhahood. Through this, you have the good fortune of being able to lead all the sentient beings that are tormented by the fear of causes such as these. Once you have imagined all this, relax and leave your thoughts of the three times to themselves without support. Then, whether your mind is active or at rest, simply maintain a state of mindful awareness. And we'll sit here trying to maintain mindful awareness for just a few minutes.
thank you for taking the time to do this visualization practice with me. And I hope this practice has been helpful. Thank you for listening and have a good day.